Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. You're listening to the Wijhay Initiative podcast. These podcast episodes are recordings of our past events that we hold in person on a weekly basis. We hope that by listening to the podcast, you'll be inspired to join us at an event. To keep up with our work, please follow us on Instagram. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen wa salatu wa salamu ala Sayyidina Muhammadin wa alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. اللهم علمنا ما ينفعنا وانفعنا بما علمتنا وزدنا علما وعملا يا رب العالمين أما بعد فقد قال الإمام الحارث المحاسبي رحمه الله تعالى فحص عن النية وعرف الإرادة فإن المجازات بالنية قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم إنما الأعمال بالنيات وإنما لكل امرئ ما نوى والزم تقوى الله فإن المسلم من سلم المسلمون من لسانه ويده والمؤمن من أمن الناس بوائقه قال أبو بكر الصديق رضي الله عنه اتق الله بطاعته وأطع الله بتقواه وكف يدك عن دماء المسلمين وبطنك عن أموالهم ولسانك عن أعراضهم Alright, so the author, we've been going through this book called uh, treatise for the seekers of guidance and it's on the foundations of Islamic spirituality. The author writes, examine your intention, know your objective because verily recompense and reward is based on intention. The Prophet said, actions are judged by their intentions and every person will have what they intended. Be ever mindful of the commandments and prohibitions of God. The Muslim is one who keeps other Muslims safe from his hand and his tongue. And the believer is the one who keeps all people safe from his wickedness. Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu said, Be mindful of God by obeying him and obey God by being mindful of him. Restrain your hand that it never sheds the blood of, that it never sheds the blood of a Muslim. Restrain your stomach that it never consumes their wealth. And restrain your tongue that it is never defiled by transgressing against their honor. So the main topic that the author is discussing here is intention, is sincerity. After discussing the foundations of Islamic spirituality being rooted in the Qur'an and the guidance of the, 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 the Prophet ﷺ, the author starts with intention because that's where everything starts. And the intention is like the seed from which the fruits of, of your actions grow. All right? And depending on the quality of the seed, of the intention, the niyyah, that's what kind of an action will grow from it. And that's what the reward a person will receive is based on the intention. So I wanted to discuss intention in a lot more detail. Uh, but given that Salatul Isha is at 8, so it's a little earlier than I anticipated, uh, I want to jump straight into one hadith that I wanted to talk to you guys about regarding intention. And this is a very powerful hadith. Some of you may have heard this hadith. Um, it's a hadith narrated both, recorded by both Al-Imam Al-Bukhari and Al-Imam Muslim, Rahimahumallah, in their Sahihs. And the hadith highlights for us the power of sincerity in an action. That if you have one action that is sincere, it is so powerful. It is so powerful that it can alleviate calamities. And if we think about the time that we're living in right now, this is a time where we desperately want to see calamities alleviated. 
And so imagine we had deeds to present before God. Because one is to make dua and say, Oh Allah, um, we ask that you, you know, ease the pain and suffering of our brothers and sisters in Gaza. That's one dua you could make. This hadith teaches us that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is even more willing to accept the dua when you present and you use good deeds as a means. This is known as التوسل بالأعمال الصالحة Using your good deeds as a means of seeking Allah Ta'ala's help. And that's the idea behind a qiyam, for example, or a dua, or coming together to recite Qur'an. All these good deeds that we're doing, we're hoping to present them before Allah and make dua to Allah that, Oh Allah, here are our good deeds. We ask that by virtue of these good deeds, you accept our dua. Does that make sense? التوسل بالأعمال الصالحة This is agreed upon by all scholars that you can do this because it's established in the hadith that I'm about to read to you. And some of you when I begin to read the hadith may recognize the hadith. And I want to highlight the deeds that are, are mentioned in the hadith because it's actually really interesting. So let's start. The hadith is narrated by Abdullah ibn Umar عنهما, the son of the famous Umar ibn al-Khattab He says that the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, بَيْنَمَا ثَلَاثَةُ نَفَرٍ يَتَمَشَّوْنَ That there, there once were three people walking. There once was three people walking and it started to rain. It began to rain really hard. So what, what do people do when it, when it rains really? How many of y'all pull over to the side of the road? Or like, just wait till the... You know what I mean? You know when the, like, even the... Wipers can't keep up, you know what I'm saying? Like, any of y'all pull over? No? No one wants to admit it? Everyone's like, my mom didn't raise me like that. No, <laughs> what is it, y'all don't pull over? So what these guys did was it was raining really hard and they're just walking, right? This is not, this is early on. So, فَآوَوْا إِلَىٰ غَارٍ فِي جَبَلٍ They went to a mountain and there was a cave in there and they went inside the cave. فَانْحَطَّتْ عَلَىٰ فَمِ غَارِهِمْ صَخْرَةٌ مِّنَ الْجَبَلِ فَانْطَبَقَتْ عَلَيْهِمْ when they, when they entered the cave, a rock, a boulder, صَخْرَة, it happened to fall down and completely seal the entrance to the cave. So now they're stuck inside of this cave. How many of y'all have heard this hadith? Show of hands. Subhanallah. That's crazy because I actually thought everyone heard it. It's called, no, this is called the curse of knowledge. No, no, no. You ever heard this expression? The curse of knowledge. When you learn something and then you think everybody knows it. Because like, it's obvious. Until you ask people and you realize, oh no, it's not that obvious. Do you get what I'm saying? So, yeah, I guess it's not that obvious. Um, how many of y'all have heard about Macklemore before? I never heard of this guy. Wallahi al-Azim. And then that post came up and I was like, who is Macklemore and why are people sharing Macklemore? And I checked him, he had like millions of followers. I was like, oh, he's a famous guy. So I don't know, how many of y'all have heard of this guy before? Astaghfirullah. I think so, right? Is that the right response right there? I think so. Allahu alam. Okay, guys? I, I had no idea. So, the curse of knowledge, right? Where you assume everybody knows what you know. Okay, this is good. So now we can really explore this hadith, inshallah, in a way that 
hopefully can uh, speak to what we're going through right now. Okay, so now they're stuck inside this, this cave. What do you do in a situation like that? What do you do? You know what's interesting? The hadith makes no mention of them resorting to any material or physical means. See, what we, what we might have done is like looked for like a little crack. We might have started like checking, you know, who weighs 260 here? Who weighs how much? To be able to push it. Let's see if we can like push this thing off, right? We start thinking of, is there another exit from the cave? You start thinking a lot of different things. SubhanAllah, these people said no. فَقَالَ بَعْضُهُمْ لِبَعْضُ أُنظُرُوا أَعْمَالًا عَمِلْتُمُوهَا صَالِحَةً لِلَّهِ فَدُعُوا اللَّهَ تَعَلَى بِهَا لَعَلَّ اللَّهَ يَفْرُجُهَا عَنْكُمْ They said, look, I want, and they, they told each other, they said, try to think of any good deed you've done that you believe you did it solely and sincerely for Allah alone. You didn't do it for anybody else. Sincerity, right? Sincerity, intention. And they said, make dua to Allah using that good deed as a means. Perhaps Allah will help us out of this situation. SubhanAllah, right? Turning to deeds right away. So the first one, he says, and listen to his dua. He says, oh Allah, I had, I had two parents that were really elderly. And uh, I had children as well. So I was married, I had children, and then I had these two par elderly parents that I was taking care of. So he says, every night I would go get milk and food and bring it back and feed everybody. He says, one day I happened to wander really far, so it took me a long time to come back home with the milk. By the time I got home, he said, my parents fell asleep. So he says, my kids are crying because they want the milk. But he said, I committed to feeding my parents first. So he said, I had the, 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 the glass of milk, the cup of milk in my hand. And he said, I stood there the whole night waiting for them to wake up. And my kids, the hadith says, he says, my, the kids, my kids were crying by my feet asking for the milk. But I had committed and I had made this promise to myself, I'm going to give this milk to my parents first. And it's only in the morning when they woke up that I gave them the milk, they drank it, and then I fed the rest of my family. This is birrul walidain. This is obedience and respect and honoring one's parents. So he says, oh Allah, if I did this, if I did this, Seeking only your pleasure, I ask that, O oh Allah, by virtue of that good deed, help us out of this situation. He says, upon making this dua, the boulder shifted a little bit, but not enough for us to exit. And so that's the first good deed. Obedience to one's parents. Right? And using that as a means of asking Allah for, like what cave is the ummah in right now? What boulder has fallen in front of the entrance to that cave for the ummah right now? Imagine coming together and making dua. May Allah make it such that we have some good, sincere deeds to present. What does the second person say? The second person says, Oh Allah, there was this girl in my family, a relative of mine, that I loved. She was the most beloved to me. 
And he says, I really desired her. And he says, she refused to, to get with me. And it's all in a haram way, by the way. Until finally she said, and she was in desperation, she said to him, okay, fine. She really needed money. She said, if you can bring me a hundred dinars, then you can have your way. He says, so I worked really hard and I gathered a hundred dinars. And finally I went, I gave it to her. She said, okay. He said, we were together. And he says, I was about to perform the act with her. And she's, he says, in that moment, she looked at me. And in, des- in desperation, she said to him, Ya Abdullah, ittaqillah. Wala taftahil khatama illa bihaqqihi. She said, just have the fear of Allah. Don't do it in a haram way. Just don't do it like that. He says, when she said that, it struck my heart. And for no other reason other than to please you, O Allah, I left the situation. I left the room. I gave up that sin that I was literally on the verge of doing. I left it for your sake, O Allah. O Allah, if I, if I truly left it for your sake, I ask you by virtue of that good deed to help us out of this situation. And the hadith mentions that the boulder shifted a little bit, still not enough for them to exit. SubhanAllah. Just take a moment right here, guys. This is not even actively doing a good deed. Like, you know what I mean? The first hadith was what? The first person described what? Actively doing something good, what we would say, is to, you know, honor your parents. The second person didn't actually actively do something good. They avoided. They gave up something haram. And that was so beloved to Allah, the sincerity in it. You know, that's a question we can ask ourselves. Are we involved in something haram that we can give up for the sake of Allah at a time like this and say, Oh Allah, I gave this up for your sake. I gave this up for your sake. Sincerely, for your happiness and your pleasure. Oh Allah, by virtue of that, help my brothers and sisters in Gaza. Do you understand? Sometimes you say, I don't have good deeds. What if you gave up sin? And by virtue of giving up that sin, you're, at, you're able to ask Allah Ta'ala for help if you sincerely gave it up for the sake of Allah. It's not always about doing something so grandiose like standing all night and holding milk for your parents. Maybe it's a sin that we have to let go of in these times. And in that way, we can be a means of helping those who desperately need help in these times. I mean, if there was ever a time or if there was ever a motivation for you to leave sin, I pray that this may be it. The last person they said, they said that, you know, a man came to me. He said, oh Allah, a man came to me. Or, or rather, I, I, I hired a worker. That worker did their job and then left without, without me paying them. So I, I had their you know, wages that I needed to pay them. He says, that person was gone. So what I did with the money that I owed them, I invested it. I invested it. And, you know, I bought animals with it. Those animals gave birth to further animals. And he's like, a whole flock was born. <coughs> he said, eventually, that worker came back and said, hey, where's my money? This man says, oh Allah, I told this man, all of these animals are yours. And subhanAllah, the man says, the hadith mentions, the man says, فَقُلْتُ 
she goes, فَقَالَ إِتَّقِ اللَّهَ وَلَا تَسْتَهْزِئْ بِي Hey man, like, don't make a joke. Like, why are you mocking me right now, right? Like, just give me my money, I want to go. He said, no, I'm not making fun of you. Because the man was thinking about whatever wages they were, right? And this man is saying, forget wages, this, all of this is yours. Think about it. He could have just given him, given him, like a few of them, said, hey, take a few, I'll keep the rest. He was so honest and sincere with Allah that he did what? He said, all of these animals, they're yours. All of them. He says, oh Allah, if I gave all of that back to this person for your sake and your sake alone, oh Allah, help us out of the situation that we're in. The hadith mentions that finally the boulder shifted enough that the three of them could exit from the cave. This hadith is recorded by both Al-Imam Al-Bukhari and Al-Imam Muslim. Rahimahumallah ta'ala. From this hadith we learn something. The power of sincerity in even just one action. Do you understand that? The three of them all contributed. Every one of them asked Allah on the basis of a sincere deed that they had done. How many are we here today? How many are we in the ummah today? Imagine if everybody in the ummah presented before Allah one deed. May Allah make it such that we have one and many more than one. But we present one deed and say, Oh Allah, here is a good deed that I performed. And I, and, I, and I really hope that it was sincerely for your sake. Oh Allah, by virtue of this, if it was done sincerely for your sake, Oh Allah, help our brothers and sisters in Gaza. That's the idea of coming together to perform good deeds and then making dua to Allah. Do you understand? That's why inshallah after Salatul Isha, Right? We'll have around 9 o'clock. We'll gather together, inshallah, to recite Qur'an. This is from the hadith of the Prophet ﷺ in Sahih Muslim, where he says, Never do a group of people gather together. Never do a group, group of people come together in one of the houses of Allah to recite the Qur'an and to study it, except that the angels descend. Allah's mercy and His tranquility descends upon them. And Allah mentions those who are there in that gathering in, in the presence of the angels. Do you understand? And so to come together collectively to recite Qur'an, and then to stand in Qiyam, to present good deeds before Allah and say, Ya Allah, here we are, having performed some good deeds that we hope to present in your court, and then to ask you, O oh Allah, to uplift the pain and suffering from the Ummah of the Prophet Muhammad Does that make sense? That is the power of sincerity. May Allah make us people of sincerity. Some of the scholars mention that sincerity is the last thing to enter into a good deed. But it's the first thing to leave. It's so hard to be sincere. Because sincerity, in Arabic, the word is ikhlas. Ikhlas is not to do something for Allah. It's to do something only for the sake of Allah. I don't doubt that we could try and perform good deeds for Allah's sake. The hard part is what? Trying to avoid doing it for the person beside me. And for those people behind me. And for that person watching me. Do you understand? That's the hard part. And so, to make an effort to develop ikhlas. And, and, and I wanted to spend a little more time discussing that. Um, but it's all, almost Salatul uh, Isha time. So we'll stop here.
ولكل وجهة هو موليها فاستبقوا الخيرات أينما تكونوا يأتي بكم الله جميعا إن الله على كل شيء قدير